you want victory? You can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder and executive director of Wears Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis family situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. Please open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2, this is God's Word. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. And if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who leave the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. It will save you also from the adulteress, From the wayward wife with her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. For her house leads down to death and her paths to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Thus, you will walk in the ways of good men and keep to the paths of the righteous For the upright will live in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the unfaithful will be torn from it. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. Folks, in the first six verses here, we see that wisdom is not something you stumble upon. You've got to search for it. You've got to look for it. You've got to value it. You've got to be after it. If you don't want to know what's right, you're going to be easily confused and led astray. But if you want to know, is this right or is this wrong? Is this what pleases God? Look at what it says in verses 1 through 6. If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom, in other words, deliberately listening to what is right, and applying your heart to understanding, 
That is, you want to understand. You want to dig in. You want to know the truth. If you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, you're begging for it. Lord, please show me. If you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So God gives wisdom to those who desire it, those who value it above ease or popular opinion. Sometimes wisdom not only requires that you work to get it, but sometimes wisdom requires that you work in order to put it into effect. More about that in a few moments. But please understand this. God is the one who gives wisdom. God gives wisdom. But God gives it to people who really desire it. James chapter 1 says if you lack wisdom, ask God. He'll give generously. But you got to want it. It says if you're a double-minded person, you're not sure if you really want it or not. You'd, you'd like to hear it, but you want to be able to make your own decision and do your own thing. God, please show me what you'd have me to do. I want to be able to weigh that as one of my options. If, if that's your approach, you know, you, you do want to know what God says, but not because then the decision is made, but because, you know, you, you, you value God's opinion. My parents, God gave me wonderful parents, but my father was always saying, well, you just need to ask the Lord. You just need to do whatever he tells you. My mom, on the other hand, wanted to go ahead and tell me. <laughs> mom was like, I've already talked with God, I know this one. <laughs> Dad wanted me to learn to go to the source. Mom wanted to be the source, or at least the channel, okay? And so she'd start to tell me what to do, and Dad would say, bye, bye. He needs to do whatever the Lord tells him. Her name was Violet. He called her Vi. But you see, if you really want to know, God will show you. God doesn't say, well, uh, uh, give me a few minutes here. I, I got to figure this one out. God knows. But you've got to want to do God's will, not just know what it is. Abiding in Christ with Pastor Jim Wood is listener-supported. If you'd like to help, please get a pen and paper for our contact information. You can make a difference in the lives of those who hear these messages and in the lives of children at Wears Valley Ranch. We are grateful for gifts of any amount. Please visit us online at wvr.org. That's wvr.org, or send in a donation to Wares Valley Ranch, 100 One Fine Place, Sevierville, Tennessee, 37862. To step out of my comfort zone into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is and is holding out his hand. So, verses 1 through 6 God gives wisdom to those who desire it those who value it above ease and popular opinion. But now, in verses 6 through 11, we see also that with wisdom, God grants success and safety 
to those who walk in his ways. It's not enough to know what is right. You've got to put it into practice. Look at verses 6 through 11. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you'll understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. So success, victory, and safety come with wisdom. But for those who walk in it. Remember what Jesus says in in Matthew chapter 7? Jesus says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. What kind of man? A wise man. We're talking about wisdom here. Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. It's not enough to know what God says. The devil knows what God says. It's not enough to know what God says. You've got to do what God says. You've got to walk it out. You've got to obey. So, if you do that, when the storms come, you'll be safe. The Lord has victory in store for those who do what He says. Then verses 12 through 15 say that wisdom will not just save you from disaster out there, it'll save you from disaster in here. It'll save you from the ways of, the, of wicked men. That doesn't just mean you'll be protected from bad people doing stuff to you. It means it'll protect you from being one of those bad people. We need to realize that there is such a thing as wickedness. We live in a culture where everybody's just supposed to say, you know, uh, this is my truth, I guess that's your truth, and um, who am I to judge? We don't offer liposuction to anorexics who think they're fat. Okay? We don't do that for people. That would not be kind. It wouldn't be loving. Well, I'm not going to be judgmental if, if she says she wants me to do this, I'll do it. No! No! What you think of yourself does not determine the truth. We need to look at what God says. University of California has at least six categories now regarding gender on your, on your application. They want, they want to know who you are. So are you male or female or gay or lesbian or transgender or, I mean, I, I don't remember what all six categories are, but it's like, this is, this is absurd. We need to recognize that there are some things that are right and some things that are just wrong. If I come down here in a clown suit and tell you that I am Ronald McDonald, don't believe it. Say, okay, he's finally totally gone. Okay? 
I do not work for McDonald's Corporation. I am not Ronald McDonald. Some people may think I'm a clown sometimes, but the fact of the matter is, I am not Ronald McDonald. And if I thought I was Ronald McDonald, that wouldn't be my truth, that would be my psychosis. I'd be nuts. Please understand that. It is important to understand that. You can't just make up a story and then stick with it and it becomes so. Not so. Not so. There are wicked people in this world whose language is perverse and who have left the paths of righteousness and are walking in perverted ways. Look at what it says in verses 12 through 15. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men whose words are perverse, who leave the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. They're not walking in truth. They're being devious. They're being perverted. There are business people who think it's legitimate to rip people off. It's wrong. You don't con people and think, well, that's just good business. You don't gouge people financially and think, well, if you can get away with it. No, it's wrong. And so God's Word tells us if you learn His ways, if you receive wisdom and you walk in it, it'll keep you from that. Not just from that being done to you, but worse, from you doing it. Which is worse? To get ripped off in a business deal, or to be the one who rips people off in a business deal? Much, much worse to be the crook. I'd rather get robbed than be a robber. You understand? Not only will it save you from the ways of wicked men, it'll save you from wicked women. Okay, Now he's speaking to his son here, so let me make this more general. Wisdom will rescue you, verses 6 through 19 of Proverbs 2. Wisdom will rescue you from being seduced by the temptation of sexual immorality. Look at verses 16 through 19. It will save you also from the adulteress, from the wayward wife with her seductive words, who's left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. For her house leads down to death, and her paths to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. We're reminded that while many in our culture say, well, you know, it's not that big a deal. I, I literally heard the pastor of a large Baptist church say to his young people after saying it was important to be sexually pure, then he said, but now some of you are sitting here today and you're saying, well, it's too late for me, I've already messed up. And I thought he was about to give the gospel. I thought he was about to say, well, I want you to know that no matter what you've done and how you've messed up, Jesus came to save sinners. And you can ask His forgiveness and turn your life over to Him and He will not only forgive you, but He will cleanse you and He will bless you and He will lead you forward in the way He would have you to go. I thought, what a great opportunity to share the gospel. You know what he said? Here's what he said, and I quote, Some of you are sitting there and you're saying to yourselves, Well, Pastor, it's too late for me. I've already messed up. 
Well, I would say, don't worry, that's just one area of your life. What? Excuse me? I took him out to lunch that week and said, uh, Brother, you may not realize what you said, but uh, this is what you said, and I quote, I just want you to understand something. Please understand this. By the way, that guy's not a pastor around here anymore. But I want you to understand something. This is a reminder that sin is deadly. It's deadly. The reason God says don't do that is not because God is a killjoy who doesn't want you to have a good time. The reason God says don't do that is because God knows where that leads. It'll destroy you. The wages of sin hasn't changed. It's not like, well, in, in the old days, I know many of you find this hard to imagine, but really, in the old days, the wages of sin was death. Imagine. It's still what happens. There's a story in the news about a guy who's telling other people, don't take a picture of yourself with a rattlesnake. $183,000 in medical bills. Man, did I feel sick. He thought it would be clever to get a picture of himself with, rattle, with a rattlesnake. Dumb! Let me tell you something about rattlesnakes. They're poisonous. You understand? They're still poisonous, even since the advent of selfies. Okay? It's not like, well, now I've got a camera so this thing can't hurt me. Okay, we're just going to get a picture with it. Let me tell you something. Sin results in death. That's just what happens. You can count on it. God warns us that if we do these things, we'll be destroyed. Look again at the description here. Her house leads down, verse 18, to death, and her paths to the spirits of the dead. No, none who go to her return or attain the paths of life. No, well, I'll be, the, I'll be the one who does, and it's okay. No. If you engage in that kind of life, you'll be destroyed. God's promise. Now look at verse 20 through 22. This reminds us that there's really just two choices. Life and death. Blessing or destruction. Verse 20 through 22. Thus you will walk in the ways of good men and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. Those are the two options. What do you want? You ought to want wisdom. Seek wisdom. Cry out for it. Search for it like hidden treasure. Study the Word of God. I'm in my 60s, and I am constantly amazed by how wonderful God's Word is. I've read this book over and over and over and over, and I love it, and I never grow tired of it. My favorite thing to do on my day off, not the only thing I get to do on my day off, but my favorite thing to do on my day off is studying my Bible because I'm able to take longer periods of time, not interrupted by other things, and just focus on reading the Word of God. It is rich, but you've got to block out other stuff and focus on this and say, okay, I'm going to seek the face of God. What are you looking for when you study the Bible? 
the Lord. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, even being made conformable to his death, if by any means I might attain to the resurrection. I just want to know him more. I want to know him better. I want to understand what he wants. I want to, I want to see things the way he sees them. So I ask you, there are two paths. Which one are you going to travel on? Last night, at 10 minutes till 11, headlights came up my driveway. That's unusual. My family was in the house. The young lady who lives with us was out of town. And I thought, surely she's not coming back early. So who was this? Well, it was a Cadillac. Pretty new Cadillac. So I decided I'm going to go out and see who it is. And I had to decide real quickly, do I go get my gun first? Because, you know, that can kind of clarify where everybody stands if I walk out there with my shotgun. I thought, no, that could be off-putting. <laughs> but um, I need to see who this is. So I just walked out there, and the guy started to drive away when he saw me coming, and I yelled at him to stop. So he stopped. I walked up to his window, and I said, uh, can I help you? He said, yes, I'm, I'm looking for a little Greenbrier Lodge. Well, there is a little Greenbrier Lodge. It's up the public road beyond our place by about mm, half a mile. If somebody told me down at the ranch that they're looking for Little Greenbrier Lodge, I'd find that believable and I'd happily give them directions. But as I pointed out to this fellow, when he turned off the public road onto a private road, he passed a number of signs telling him what to do, where to go, where not to go. And he ignored all of them and kept coming to a place that says private residence. He wasn't looking for Little Greenbrier Lodge. He was just looking around at 10 minutes till 11 at night. Let me tell you, that's a good way to get yourself killed. That guy got off the road he was supposed to be on. He went where he was not supposed to go and went through a number of places that told him he ought to know better. And he kept going anyway. That is a picture of what this is describing. Because when you start down the wrong road, you find yourself on a road. And it is hard to get turned around. And there's a sign that says, this is the wrong way. If you're not determined to go the right way, you'll keep going. Now, if you see I'm going the wrong way, hard to turn around, but I better turn around because this is the wrong way. Turn around. Repent. Don't keep going that way. It leads to death. Please. I don't want to see you hurt. I don't want to see you make a wreck of your life. I've watched that happen to people I love. I'm not trying to be mean to you. I'm trying to save your life. God offers you a choice between life and death. Choose life. Seek wisdom. Seek the Lord. Pursue Him with your whole heart. Do not go the wrong way. And if you find that you're on the wrong road, stop. Back up. Turn around. 
Do what you got to do, but quit going that way. It leads to death. It leads to death. It leads to death. Let me tell you, if you walk in wisdom, there's safety. There's success. There's blessing. There is joy. There is life. Trust in the Lord. Seek His face. And do not, do not think that you can find a third way. There's no such thing. It's life or it's death. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE. Or contact us on the web at wvr.org.